Welcome everyone to a very special, very special 10th episode of Retro Encounter, where we'll be doing the end of Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm Josh Curry, with me is Caitlin Ardros. Hi. Uh, Pierre Treisenberg. Hi. And Marcos Gaspar. Oh, and I guess we should say uh, who we are on the boards. We haven't been doing that, so... Uh, I'm Link Zero on the boards. You might have noticed my awesome Chie icon because she is my spirit animal. I am. I. I am. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just more laughing that we got through everybody's names and we got to Marcos, and you're just like, nope, not here to see Marcos. <laughs> you noticed that too, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, baby. Oh, that's quite all right. Uh, that's happened a couple of times before. <laughs> you know what? Do I just like... Sadly, the most impressive thing is I've been on all ten of these episodes, and I think I've only introduced myself twice. Oh. If you if you want, we can start over. No, I love this. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> all right, um, uh, Peter, just... who, who are you on the boards? On, on the boards, I am. I have Fury. My avatar is Fawful. Marcos, who are you? And yeah, you could all talk. I am Wild Armor on the boards. Um, my avatar is uh, a very fancy uh, painting esque uh, drawing of uh, Tella. And he communicates solely in gifts. Oh, uh, yeah, only gifts. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's really. It's really difficult talking to you sometimes. <laughs> really? I'll like, I'll like write up a paragraph and be like, you know what, Josh, that was super smart. You, you get a pat on your back, and you'll come back with like a thumbs up. And I'll be like, fuck. He, hey, he sent he sent me when I when I when I beat the final boss of, of There's Final that explicit Fantasy, tag. When I beat the final boss of Final Fantasy Tactics, he sent me like a parade of dancing rainbow Kirby's. So uh, yes. <laughs> See, and I'm fine with like the thumbs up's easy. Like I, I I get that I did good. But it's when uh it's something that I don't know what that actually means. <laughs> like I tweeted about my anniversary the other day and you sent me a picture of it looked like a purple hippo that was a female. And I don't know what that means. But I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Only Marcos knows. <laughs> and apparently he doesn't even remember, so that's the worst part. I remember um, I have a, a folder of these gifts. I just choose one at random uh, that what seems appropriate, and I just post it. So, as I said earlier, I'm uh, Josh Curry. I'm JD Curry on the boards. Uh, my icon's Draxus because I love Hearthstone and... The best thing in the world is throwing down a Draxus when somebody thinks they're going to beat you. So, there you go. Um, but we're not here to talk about gifts or Draxus or anything else that we've unfortunately already talked about. Uh, we're here to cover the ending for Final Fantasy Tactics, so let's let's try to stick on that for at least a couple minutes. Um, we're going to start the show the way we always start it. We're going to do the Peter Minute and see what you think since this is your first time through it. I like that at the Peter minute. We should we should keep that. That should be a thing. TM. Even even if Peter's not on a particular game. <laughs> yeah, just, just 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 call me and ask for the Peter minute. Or we'll just have a moment of silence every time. <laughs> a moment of mourning for my absence. Or just have a silence and then copy his uh, what he said in another episode into the the space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm only a, I'm only a, a little a few years away from the cloning project, so we'll, we'll we'll get it sorted by then, hopefully. Then we can have only four Peters on the show, and so it'll be Peter four minutes, and then we'll send the show every time. <laughs> <Okay>. but, 
The Peter the Peter minute is being overwhelmed here. Hang on this. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, TG Sid, Sid is the win button, and yeah. once you start one, and once you start using him, any semblance of difficulty is kind of thrown out the window. Yes, sadly. And, and Ram Ramza can solve any problem by punching it in the face. Yeah, if I if I learn anything with tactics, you should just punch whatever your problem is. Or in the face, or stab it. Or in the back. Sometimes yeah. the back works better. Back of the head's great face. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what uh, you're saying is the Falcon Punch beats all. <laughs> exactly. Um. So Peter, you, what was your final group? Why'd you pick them? How much did you actually grind out to get leveled up? Did you do a bunch of the side content? I didn't grind a lot to level up so much as just to get the job, like the the skills I wanted. So I got, okay. I made Ramsa into my double punching monk and pretty much kept him that way for the rest of the game. He had the the samurai skill that let him block physical attacks, so he was pretty difficult to hit, and gave him increased mobility so I could get him around faster. And uh, TG Sid, I pretty much kept the same for the entire game because why would you change that? He's he's too good. Um. I had Luso in my party for a little bit because I was originally intending to make him like a second Ramza monk because he has the same skill set. That's exactly what he's for. Kind of dirty. Actually. Yeah, and then, and then I ran out of time, so I was like, "Yeah, you can just do your thing." I gave I gave him Meliodul's sword, and was just like, "Do your thing." Uh, I turned Balthier into a chemist and had him in my party for a bit. He replaced Mustadio after a while because he had a better gun. And, and he has better skill sets. Yeah, like he's, he's like Mustadio, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're welcome. And uh, Agrius, of course, because she's the, the lady, the woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did everybody at least keep Agrius? I was kind of one of those I had to because I was terrified of Caitlyn's wrath. <laughs> I shall smite any fools who don't use Agrius. I already say enough I... on this podcast to piss her off, so that was like, I felt like it would be like the the final thing that would be my doom. Oh gosh, I'd even use her. Uh, she's still at level eighteen. Okay, consider yourself smited, Marcos. <laughs> oh. I'm going to smite you. Can you at least wait for us to finish the podcast first? Yeah, we uh, sort of need to I keep him. To. We sort of need to keep him around. Please. We have to give Marcos two minutes, and then then you can do it at least. <laughs> okay, Marcos, two minutes to say everything you want to say about the rest of the game. And then die. And then bury steady sores. <laughs> He's going to pop out of your closet like a Five Nights at Freddy's monster and just jump scare you. <laughs> As you're going to encase me in uh, ice and I just freeze there forever. Yeah, you have to be careful how you kill him, because if I've learned anything about tactics, nobody actually is ever dead. You'll see them at least uh, one more time. Yes. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> but Marcos, what was your group? And... Um, not very interesting. Uh, the same character I've been using since uh, the beginning of the game. Uh, the same team, same setup. Uh, giving Carlson that double... Uh, Equip for uh, swords. Just he's very monstrous. He's a very monstrous person. 
That is all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's the entirety. <laughs> I mean, like, I really haven't done anything different. Um, when it came to like difficult battles, uh, I just baited the characters forward and sent Ramza to do a sword break or another uh, ninja to sword break their weapons so they can't do a shell bust on me or whatever move that is and destroy my armor and hit me from max damage. What about okay, you? I'm... Yeah, so, Caitlin, before you smite him, what was, what was your, your group? Um, at the very end, I had Ramza on Ninja with heavy armor equipped so he'd be a bit more, uh, you know, survivable from everything. <laughs> a, bit, a little bit less, uh, you know, prone to dying quickly. Um... Of course, Agrius, and I had her with Holy Knight and Samurai skills, and basically the setup I mentioned last time where she has all those awesome buffs and is unkillable. Um, I had another ninja with Samurai skills secondary, so got two Samurai out there who can buff the party and heal and do area attacks. Um, I did use Balthier a lot just because it was useful to have someone with ranged skills, and he had... Uh, one of the elemental guns, which was the very powerful, if a bit random. Um, and then I usually had my Dragoon out there as well with an item set secondary just to have a little bit of a safety net with healing and whatnot. And worked out pretty well. Um, I just had an attack boost, so they would do an obscene <laughs> amount of damage with each attack and then of course two of them because they were building. so it was it was fun watching the final boss melt before my party what what level did you say you were at i was right around 50 or 51 um which is right around where the enemies are at that point in the game so i didn't really have a huge level advantage on people but I, because of my skills i guess uh i still steamrolled the final final levels so i steamrolled the final levels as well but for a very very different reason um i had orlando is that how we're gonna call him orlando okay orlando just, just, just call him sid he's sid all right so i had sid at level 85 that'll and do then it i i had agrius and ramza in the 80s both as dark knights um so that really all you need to know about my party i i messed around i had a time mage just for why not and uh then i had uh landu as a divine knight but that was kind of my final crew going into it but agrius had both dark knight and holy as her abilities and i i actually followed everything that for the most part Kayla, you set up at least with like the movement and whatnot Mm -hmm. um, and so adding in that she was also a dark knight she was scary powerful yes um, so I, I actually tried this I played myself and I won and I reloaded my save and I put everybody on auto attack and I still won <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so my, my group was scary strong I, I I know we had talked in the last podcast about me progressively liking it less the second time through because I was over leveled. Um, I got over that really quickly, as you can see. That didn't bother me. Um, so I, I'm back on to really loving the game. And I, I think mainly that's because of the story that takes place in Chapter 4. Yeah, it gets really interesting. 
and, and I, we'll, we'll cover this later, but the ending, every time I, I think about this ending, it's, it's, it's one of the coolest things, I think. Yes, I agree. Hmm. Was that a no? I thought we were getting. I thought, I thought we were oh, am, that I, am, am I going to have to smite someone else here? If, if you keep smiting people, we're going to be short a podcast very quickly. If yeah, you guys that's... would have told me at the beginning of this podcast that I'd be the only one that wasn't going to be smited by Caitlin, I would have been shocked. Hey, don't push her uh... back. <laughs> don't... <laughs> The podcast isn't done yet. You might still be smited. You I I have the power to end it right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might as well talk about the ending since I kind of imply. Yeah, we we have to now that you said that you didn't like it. I, you basically I, said that Final Fantasy Tactics is the worst game ever. I, I, <laughs> I, I, that is exactly what I said. It zero out of ten would not play. Um, it's a, no. I I think it's a good ending. I think it's a. I think the ending happens really quickly. It does, doesn't it? That that was my kind of reaction. Was it wasn't because I, I again this could be because I kind again I read ahead. I knew kind of the the basics of where it was going. The scenes that happen are really interesting and it's really are really good. But it's I, I was also kind of like that's oh I was kind of hoping for a bit more of a a bit more resolution to oh no, you killed the giant skeleton angel and now everything is hunky dory. Well, in all fairness, you killed everybody else getting there. <laughs> true, and I you guess killed you killed everybody twice getting there. I think there. you killed all the clergymen as well. That's true. I'm pretty sure the church is dead. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, um, I actually have a question. Um, on your version of the game, what does um, Delita say at the end? Like, how's that phrased? Because for me, it says, uh, like, Ramza, what did you get? And that's where it ends he off. He says it's very similar. He says, like, yeah, he says, like, did you get your end in this? I got mine. Well, this is what I got. I got a, a knife in the gut, and my wife, my queen wife, is probably bleeding out on the floor on her birthday because I'm a horrible Happy person. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! There, there, Stab. There's worse birthdays than that. <laughs> Let's just—we can just say that Delita really—he gets what he deserves in the end with that epilogue scene. You know, someone who's basically been manipulating everyone around him for the entire game, despite the fact that, that he hated that in, when we first met him. Uh, I think it's very poetic that he ends up getting, you know, a knife in the gut and we see his true colors and he just turns it right back on. Amelia is just like, yeah. So I'm just going to do a small, like, just because I have to be antagonistic. Don't you in some ways feel bad for Delita? I don't I feel like he's a child of his environment. I don't yeah. think that's an antagonistic question because I think he's a he's a complex character. I mean, if anything, it kind of reminds me of like a tragedy of some sort. Oh, where the... like uh. Yeah, but it's it's kind, of, kind it's... of hard to feel sorry for him when he he creates everything that he gets. Yeah, yeah, he does. I mean, if there's anyone I feel sorry for, it's Avelia in that epilogue because she really gets the short end of the stick. She really or the does. short end of a yeah. knife. Yeah. yeah. The, long, the long, the pointy end of a sword. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Why am I laughing at that? Because <laughs> we're all terrible people. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, you can say he did all of this, all these terrible things he, he manipulated and whatnot. 
he's bred from a society that he was an outcast. He was actually very fortunate to be given what he want, was given, but he was still at that point felt like he was being manipulated by his closest people. He had the most important person in his life ripped away from him in something that never should have occurred. And I, I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, he's actually the main character of the whole story. Um, I, re- I read I, I read somewhere... I disagree. Somewhere someone wrote that um, Ramza and Delita kind of fulfilled the law-chaos dichotomy that, that you find in Get Metsuno's games. Where it, it almost seems like they're both protagonists, or at least like they they're mirrors of each other. Absolutely, they're mirrors or foils. Like, yes. I know, I know. In in the Tactics Ogre games, you, you you have like an alignment, and I don't know if this was at one point or another in the game's development. I don't know if this is true or not, but they might have planned to have like that more that more choice driven factor, but instead to have a straight narrative, they split the protagonist into Ramza and Delita. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but even just from a storytelling standpoint, I can kind of see how they would... I can kind of see that perspective. I don't think... I mean, he's definitely a main character. I don't think him being the main character works with the the, the whole point of the game is you're essentially... You're, you're living the Dirai papers that right. are trying to show that Ramza was the true hero of the War of Lines, not Felita. So... It's. It, I mean, in the sense that the people had believed that Delita was the hero, I can say it that way, but I thought the whole point of the game was to say, no, 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 this person that you've never heard of, that you might actually have hated as a heretic, he was actually the hero, not Delita. It, it's one of those things full on, it's, uh, history is written by the victors. Yeah. Yes. And even in the end, even with these papers, once again, after this came out, it was still written by the victors because they burned the writer at the stake. Oh God, yeah! What a kick in the in the in the gut to have Orin there and to hear that he wrote this to try and spread the truth, and then oh no, he got burned at the stake because yeah. So I actually have a small question about that uh, for Peter. Um, I'm not sure how much you did read ahead. How how much did you think that I can't even pronounce the guy's name? The narrator. Uh, Arislam or yeah, uh, yeah. How much did you think that he was actually going to be a party member at some point for you? Because I, I remember being convinced that he was going to pop, and definitely when you just get everybody seems to join in the fourth chapter, I was waiting for him to be one of the people. I don't know. I, I don't think I ever thought about that actually. Not because I not because I read ahead or not. I just didn't think about it because I know he's the tutorial guy. He's the guy in the menu who like talks to explain stuff to you so he's kind of already in the game already but yeah it's just one of those things that exactly what caitlin's saying though this is the unwritten history um and the only way you could be part of that unwritten history is either to be told by somebody like he's in such sentences oh essentially is or to actually be there and experience it with them and so i i always went the route that i assumed that he had been there as well then obviously you find out that he wasn't, but that could have been kind of interesting if there was a bit more like narrator involvement with the story. I actually like I like Kim burning at the stake. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> but... Oren is your bro though. He's your bro. But he went to the stake for you. Uh, Front to the uh, end. Oh god. 
I don't. I, I feel like. I feel like it's the ultimate capstone of like this is a terrible world. And there's just yeah. terrible things with terrible people, and the people that deserve to be celebrated, that have done their due diligence to try to make the play the world a better place. At every regard, they are, have been knocked down and mistreated, and it, th I feel like that is like the ultimate. Like, yep, this this happened. Yeah. I can see. I can no. see that. I, I still think it's it's kind of a gut punch when it's just like, oh yeah, by B B T Dubs, he he dead. <laughs> but, but you get the happy ending that Ramza isn't dead. Yay! And and okay, so he rides off into we, the distance. And I never wanted to again. believe this. Some people think apparently it's canon, and I don't. I, um, I don't agree with it. Uh, what do you guys think? Is it just Ramza and Alma that survive, or are we supposed to believe that because they are there at their own funeral that the rest of the party also survived? Are you just worried that Agrius was able to live a long, fruitful life with uh, her wonderful boyfriend from her birthday? <laughs> I think, I, Josh. I think you just pushed the smite button. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of figure that's what you're worried about. And I, I can understand. You you want her to live a long, fruitful life. Guys, guys, retro, retro encounter is very <laughs> Is that is that what you're trying to tell me, Caitlin? No, that's not what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just I like all of my party members. Not, I mean, especially Agrius, but you know, yeah, I like all of them, and I don't want them to be dead. And you suck and die. <laughs> I mean, all all my chocobos can die now. Feel bad about that. Cloud okay. can die. Yeah. Cloud can't die there. He has to go save a different world. Well, then he can like teleport back to. He has a um, he has a long and storied career in Hollywood ahead of him. Where where in the game? Where in Seven are we supposed to even? He like, I feel like he's pulled into Tactics World right after you get to, uh, where is it, um, up in the ice part of the world where he starts going, or it's after he's fallen into the live stream or whatnot and he's gone crazy. I've never played the game, so I don't know. So are you saying this game is happening in Cloud Subconscious? It's cloud it was all a dream. It's Cloud's fever dream. That is not what I'm saying, <laughs> but... I'm gonna roll, Caitlin. I like it. <laughs> um, if that were the case, I think Claude should just uh, keep dreaming and not wake up. So there. Because, I don't know, I find the world of tactics to be infinitely more interesting than the world of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> there, I said it, I said it. I'd agree. Come I... at me, Final Fantasy VII fanboys. I will fight you. I haven't even played it, and it's a better game. I feel like I could say that, right? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, yeah, I you like, can justify that. I like cyberpunk. So I, going back to it, your question originally was, Caitlin. Um, I kind of assume that if Alma's able to survive, everybody else can because, come on. Well, you gotta well, understand. She also knows that magic or protect spell that like casts like perfect protect on her. Yeah, uh, Aegis. And she, and she had, had she had plot armor up until this point. So who? Yes. How do we know that? At the very least, uh, Agrius survived for me because she was a dark knight. 
So at least in my world, Caleb, she is alive. Yay! And she's with Ramza, so if it's Ramza, Alma, and Agrius, kind of got to assume that Ramza and Agrius end up together. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, we're not getting all Lannister up in here. Uh, what? Game of Thrones. No, I know, but we're talking about people who are not related, not people who are. Oh, I thought Alma and Ramza. But, eh. Well, yeah, she's there, but they're not in bed together. Shut he, up. He's saying they're not going Lannister. I, clearly, oh, good. Clearly, there has been a massive miscommunication in in this, <laughs> and I'm probably going to get smited twice now. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess that you think that Agrius and Ramza should end up together. Is that your fan fiction ending for it? Yes, they're my OTP. For the game, Aww. so hence some of my dislike of the birthday sequence, which I appreciate from the fact that it actually gives Agarus and Mustadio some lines in the game, which in the vanilla version they don't say anything after you get. Well, Agarus will have one thing to say in the execution grounds um, if you bring her, but after that, none of them talk in the main story ever again. So that's nice. I just. I never really got the whole Agrius Mustadio ship. I just, I mean, yay for people who who like that. I just, I, I never felt the connection between them. It always felt awkward and forced to say it's, that they it's, would. It's complete. It's completely superfluous too. Well, that's a, yeah. outside of a handful of characters. For the most part, they don't really delve into any characterization for everybody else. You, you have your small intro sequences of like, hey, I have this mission to figure out who you are. And for the most part, everybody's put to the back burner outside of that. Um, yeah, and I wish that they hadn't done that because they introduce a lot of interesting characters and apparently they're only useful for the story while they're guests. And then once they join your party, oh, we have nothing more to do with them. They're just there to help you beat bad guys and whatnot. I mean, by the end of the game, the 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 cast is a fairly small. It's it's you you are Ramza versus bad church guys, and this wonderfully big cast of interesting characters that you've met and have gathered to your side. They're just relegated to you know backup, and I, I wish they hadn't gone that route. Yeah, I mean the other thing though, and I had to remind myself a couple times about this is. Both good and bad. This game's almost 20 years old. And so it's one of those things, there's a few times like that I, I, I've noticed certain things about the game, and it's like, it felt much newer than it actually was. And I, I hate using this cop-out, but I feel like almost the age of the game is the reason that they weren't able to do some of those things. I mean, there's they're already, you look, I mean, granted it's the PSP version, but you look at the slowdown and whatnot, they were stretching that game pretty thin. Well, considering all they added into War of the Lions versions, too, I'm not. I'm not saying that Cloud and Luso and Balthier should have had uh, more, so to say. Um, what I am saying is that why they wasted two extra battle sequences in the game on Beowulf and Reyes, basically doing a very similar plotline to the uh, vanilla version when you first get them, I don't understand that. I really didn't want to have more Beowulf and Rage shoved down my throat, but okay. Yeah. 
No, I agree with that. I, in a perfect world, I think everybody that joins your party, you at least have one special mission to... Like, one optional mission to get a special weapon for them, possibly like a special armor. Like, two missions to get, like, the special armor or something, too. And with that, you'd have that extra story. Um, but then at the same time, I, I say that, and I almost, like... Like, don't like that, because I enjoy that you get to build them in any way you want, and that's kind of forcing them down a single direction. In a way, you kind of have that, like, split between if it's super character-focused, and then the, the game itself ends up being, put, puts the characters into specific roles. Because you have such an open system, that's part of why the characters have to, are a little bit more pushed to the background once they actually yeah. join you. Yeah, but that doesn't really hold true for Ramza. Ramza can be anything you want him to be throughout the course of the game, and it doesn't preclude him being present in story sequences. It's true, but like we mentioned with like how it's a retelling of the Dorai papers and all that, it is Ramza's story. Like, it is very focused on him. And I, I and I, I, I agree that I think it's a it's a problem that the, the minor character, like the other characters are kind of pushed to the background and they don't get a lot of development outside their introductions. I think that's something that if they ever make a proper sequel to this game, then that would be definitely something they should address. But, yes, I agree. But at the same time, I can kind of see why, even if I don't like it. Damn it, Peter, you're just so reasonable. That's why he gets the Peter Minute. Wait, are we still in the Peter Minutes? No, we have a Peter <laughs> Intro Minute, and then occasionally we have Peter Resolution Minutes. And then we have the Peter that we have the Peter wrap up. I was gonna say otherwise the Peter minute would have been going on for like thirty minutes by now. Well, it took us <laughs> ten minutes to minute get ever. It took us ten <laughs> minutes to get into the Peter minute, so. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I I almost lean towards I like the freedom, um, and I, I know that it doesn't have to be character driven or, um, but in this game at least I, I lean towards preferring the freedom. Oh no, I definitely like the freedom of being able to build people how, I mean, come on, you I talked about my ultimate Agnes build, if if she were restricted to being a holy knight, it wouldn't be nearly as fun and she wouldn't be nearly as deadly as she is but... That's right, Dark Knight Agrius is much better hmm. <laughs> So she's Batgirl? <laughs> oh no! I'm, I'm sorry, that was terrible, I'm... Uh... <laughs> like, someone besides Josh needs to make a terrible joke. <laughs> so, how, how on Skype do we just drop one person? We had Peter's minutes, so we kind of got enough of him, right? Hey, I'm 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 like back up. <laughs> don't even don't even try that with me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Um, but. So we, we got kind of Peter's opinion on the ending. What it was? I, I know we didn't hear you, Marcus. What did you, what did you think? Oh, uh, what again? <laughs> Marcos, what it's, did you think? It's of the time for the Marcos minutes of the game. Uh, the game in whole. Um, no, but I actually I would have preferred that they cut a lot of the uh, missions and uh, develop characters. I'm more about the characters than the like build them yourself. Like, I understand that it's a Ramza story, but, I mean, there's a couple of missions they could have cut out, like, uh, like, there's this one where, like, there's just a bunch of, like, thieves that, like, meet you, like, at some passage, 
and they say they say like uh, or Ramses groups like when you get by and they just say no and the battle starts. Like that wasn't necessary. That's that could have been like a, a character development like place right there. I mean that's how I felt. I like uh, developing characters. Yeah. No, I, I almost always lead towards I, I'm pro character. One thing they could have they could have done because one in game day is supposed to pass every time you move on the world map, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So like one thing I think they they could have done is like. I don't know campfire scenes or something like that, kind of like what we're what we're going to be getting with FF15. Or like yeah, Dragon that would have been interesting. Like just to see the party dynamic when they're not like being all super serious and talking about politics and betrayals and fighting. Yeah, that, I think that would have yeah. been that 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 I don't know. The 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 short version of that is that I'm just really excited for FF15, but <laughs> <laughs> again, not talking about tactics. We never talk about the game we're supposed to. That's how this That's podcast like the works. That's like rule. Uh, but yeah, no, I understand what you're talking about, Peter. Like, I, I think that would have been great, and I'm just eating some uh, marshmallows together. <laughs> Bring it all back yeah. together. Now, I here see. we go. There's the pre-show. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Is it marshmallow or marshmallow? It's marshmallow, but it's pronounced like craziness. Just censor myself again. <laughs> We're gonna talk about something else. Just screw those marshmallows. I want, um, I want Balthier and Agrius like eating marshmallows by the campfire. Exactly. And Mastadio no. just looks on with seething jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> and Balthier's all like, leading man. Sorry. <laughs> See, I'd prefer you actually being able to move around and you go past a tent that is closed and you look at the, you want to like highlight what it is, you see that it's Agrius and Sadio's tent. Okay, there there you go. You, you wanted you were wondering when I would want to smite you. I didn't need that image in my head, Josh. <laughs> what? It's a, I didn't say there anything bad about it. I'm just saying that there's a tent. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a big crew. They have to share tents, otherwise they they, they, they run out of space. If, if Agrius shares a tent with anybody, it's those two, like, those two squires you have to keep alive if you want to see the birthday party scene, who I just turned into dragoons. So you're you're putting them in there with Mustadio? Wow, he's, <laughs> he's not like a bandit. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he, he has to okay. do something when he's busy not, like, being a good unit. When he's not cleaning his gun? Yeah, exactly. There was no sexual jokes there. <laughs> there, there Moving was. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to go back to actually talking about uh, Delita with Ovili, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead. Um, so, is it to be assumed that both of them die? I think that's the canon. Yeah, they, they're both dead. Okay. Uh, I assume that Ovilia dies. I don't know about Delita, because my understanding was that he was supposed to have had a fairly successful reign. Well, and, that, and I almost feel like he had... Uh, she obviously didn't, but um, I almost feel like he had to have. Um, to also, just to think of the keeping Ramza as a heretic... I feel like he'd almost have to be successful and have a good reign to fully cement that. Because if he had died, it's, it, I don't—they don't—they don't give a date on it. It's pretty close afterwards, though, right? 
I think so. So it's, I, it's like on her birthday, and it might be her first birthday after the end of the game. Okay. So. It's just one of those things that like I feel like it's in, <laughs> everybody's dead at the end of the game. <laughs> so if he can't stick around as king, I feel like they'd almost go into another civil war. Yeah, right. He's kind of holding it together almost. Yeah, he was supposed to be the hero that brought peace to the land, so... And back to him, at least to the outside public, being the, the main character. Okay. Well, it says on the wiki that he may have survived the dagger wound, so... I mean, we don't know. You can speculate either way. The only, the only thing we know for sure is that Ovelia definitely falls over, and, I mean, it, it's very unlikely that she survives. No, now that I think about it, it's almost more poetic if he does live, because then he kind of gained everything and then lost everything that really mattered. But does yes. it... So, another thing. Does Delita actually care about Ovelia? Because if he doesn't, then he I didn't think, really lose anything yet. I think so. I think he does legitimately care about people, but the way he... He cared about those really close to him. And I think that his actions ended up... He inadvertently pushed pretty much everyone away including Ovelia he treated terribly when he first meets her really really bad um I, I went through to get ready for this I, I actually watched a YouTube video of all of the uh, War of the Lions scenes again so like you look at some of, you look at some of that and then I also just kind of like reread through some stuff and looked at some other kind of cutscenes like pseudo cutscenes and I dumbfounded with how terrible he treats her actually 90% of those scenes so I don't, I don't know I, I feel like she's just a means to an end oh she's totally a means I mean that's Delita's that's the tragedy of Delita is that what sets him on this path is that the the realization that he's being used by well Ram doesn't, doesn't really know that he's doing it, but, you know, he's being used by the Beowulfs that he and people of his station are, are just existing to be used by the nobles, and yet he goes on to basically use everyone in sight himself. And Ovelia is just the most... Ovelia and Ramza are the most visible tools of his. Ramza because we're playing as him, and Ovelia because we see a lot of her over the course of the game. I mean, she basically, once she's in Delia's hands, she exists to be this uh, um, figurehead that he uses to get himself into power. I mean, I... I have a... I love Delita as a an, as an anti-hero, as, an, as a bad guy of sorts, because he's... He's one of the most manipulative people, if not the most yeah, sorry, manipulative person in the game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I find it it's very hard for me to be sympathetic for him because, by and large, everything he does throughout the course of the game is to either A, get revenge against the nobility for how he and Teacher were treated, or B, to get the power that he says in the first chapter that he could never achieve through normal means. And all of this manipulation is just... He, he claims he wants to build a kingdom for, you know, worthy of Ilya. He claims he he wants to, you know, bring peace. And I don't doubt that he does, on a certain level, want that, but he also wants power for himself. The power that he was denied 
as we saw at the very beginning of the game. And so it's hard for me to be 100% sympathetic for him because, you know, you get, you get what's coming to you when all you care about is your own power. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, he seriously was uh, following his own ambitions. Um, even um, that woman that was following him, what was it, Balfulma or something of that nature? Um, she even says, like, you're, like, I hate people like you that uses people. Um, yeah. Like, so he knows he's doing it. He knows uh, he's doing what was done to him to uh, follow his own ambitions. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't uh, feel totally sorry for this guy because uh, <laughs> he's a hypocrite. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of Animal Farm. Um, if you read that book, uh, like the uh, have, have you read that book? I read it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, more or less, uh, just animals being my elder pigs uh, starts off uh, normal animals, but by the end they were just like uh, they were no different from uh, the humans, or the leaders no different than the nobles themselves. And it's all communism. <laughs> <laughs> So, am I the only one in the end that really likes Delita? I, I like. I like him. I, just, I like. Yeah, I like him. He's a he's an interesting, complex character, but I don't like him as a person. Yeah, it's kind of like um in um, was it Shakespeare? Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Othello. Um, Othello, Iago. Yeah, yeah Iago, scumbag. Iago. But he was such a cool character. He was running the show. He was played but by Ian. He was played by Ian McKellen at one point. It was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. So, again, it's just terrible things about me come out during this show. <laughs> I feel like if I was in this game, I would be Delita. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, are you saying you would make the same uh, choices as him, or? You would rather follow his story. I mean, I played games where I followed the uh, the complete destruction path. Though I, I feel like so, as terrible person as I come across sometimes in games, I actually usually almost always play super super good. But if I, I I'm more saying, if I was legitimately in the game, I was an individual. I was surrounded by some of these situations and whatnot. I feel like these. This is. This is more the path I'd go instead of Ramza. Ramza. Um, I I don't I. You can say what you want about him, and you can say what you want about Ramza. It's, Ramza saves the day at the end, but in a lot of ways, I feel like Delito was the only one that was pushing towards a resolution, and a plausible resolution. Um, he yes, he was out for himself at all times, but let's be honest, who actually isn't. Um, yes, you, you you include people in that. I think that's his ultimate failing is he didn't include more people. Um, but he he performed admirably and per, like he had a masterful kind of coup that he he led. Um, and you look at it, he he was a lowborn that somehow actually became king. That's massively respectable. Like that that's I don't know. That's impressive. Um, and I think he he was one of the few people that understood what needed to be done and actually was willing to carry it out. Well, my question is, uh, for those additional uh, missions in uh, War of Lions, uh, do they develop uh, Delita's characters to show that? A bit. Not terribly. Not terribly, yeah. They, they, okay. they give him like, a couple more like little bits with Ovelia. But... 
again, that given how untrustworthy Delita is, it's kind of hard to tell how much of that is genuine. Even if I do hope that he kind of has some genuine feelings for her, or at least believes he does. And and I, I want to make it clear, I I say all that about him positives. I do not support how he treated Ovelia. I would have handled the Rams' uh, situation very differently. Mm. Um, I, I still to this day don't fully understand his anger and rage that he has from like what was that chapter one or chapter early chapter two chapter one that that i don't think that will ever actually fully make sense to me um but yeah i, I don't support really how he treats ovelia because in a lot of ways you look at ovelia she is the female version of him um she's had everybody manipulate her she's had losses in her life she she feels like a puppet she's trying to find a way out um there's actually a lot of similarities to them and I feel like he could have found somebody that really kind of he could have really bonded with because they had so much in common and I, I feel like instead of doing that he he fully manipulated and that's where it, that he comes across as just an absolute jerk yeah and that that's where at the end it's like you know what you, you deserve to be stabbed like you, 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 sh- you should have treated that situation a lot better know. those are kind of my my thoughts about him as a character I think he's the most well-rounded character in the whole game. Like, you actually yeah. get to see his motivations in a lot of ways. You get to see who he is. That's. I think that's definitely fair, because Ramza may get the... Ramza may be the focus of the story, but and he and he does develop as a character, but unlike, but unlike Delita, he does kind of stay on the same track, which is his, his virtue. Yeah. But. And, that, and that's where, for me, it, it always comes across as they're both main, the main, the two main characters. But Delita always pushes a little bit farther for me because I feel like he's more fleshed out through the course of the story. But I can respect that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's kind of my binding thoughts for all of it, I guess. <sighs> Kaylin, would you like to complain about? The birthday more no i think i've said everything i have to say about that so okay <laughs> i was i could I talk w- about the extra battle where agris is a guest and the stupid reason why she's required for that fight because it's stupid which go ahead fight, which fight is this because i don't remember that you read a rumor um I think it's in Garland um, about that like a it. bunch of deserters, and then you go to the Brigands Den, and there's a new fight there. And Agnes is a guest character, so she's not only required, but you can't control her for the fight. Ooh, and the only reason why she is there is because the leader of the bad guys basically wants to have his way with her. And I mean, she stands up for herself and tells him off, but. I don't know. I, I dislike these extra bonus missions where they treat the women like a piece of meat. So I, I absolutely agree. And we touched on this with the second episode. That they, they treat women in this game horribly. Um, but the, it, it's actually hard for her because she... Definitely if you used her as a main character for your party, she's so powerful. And in most most cases, she until you get said, she, she's a baller. She's probably, in most cases, your strongest or your second strongest person in your party. And so then for her, more so than anybody else, to be put in kind of this more unseedy look, 
situation. It, it, yeah. It's brought out even more in contrast. And I mean, she she fights back. She doesn't take any of this this guy's you know what he's what he's shoveling out, and you can totally wipe the floor with the group. So it's not like she's she's being forced into a horrible situation, you know, a horrible graphic situation without being able to defend herself. It's just the fact that this was an extra mission. It serves very little purpose in the game. I mean, even compared to some of the other extra side missions that you can do and that's the reason why she has to be there is to be uh, you know to be uh, desired sexually by an enemy character uh, she's kind of like come on it seems weird that both of her additions in War of the Lions kind of paint her in a less than flattering light or at least like they made it, wanted you to make sure that you knew that she was a female yeah yeah, yeah and they're both just just really lame. There's really I, that's all I have to wait, all I have to say about it. Really, it's, that's just really lame, and it's odd that that's the only like additions they gave her in. Well, the see, lines. also there's also the 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 thing with Ovelia and Delita, which is probably the best additional content for her. Okay, that game. is good. Yes. Yeah. Because that actually, I mean, that's not only great good additional content for her; it, it fills in a major plot hole about her not looking for Ovelia after. Uh, Delia takes her away, and it also sets up the epilogue. Um, I mean, anyone who played the game before playing War of the Lions would have looked at that scene and said, oh boy, that's the dagger, isn't it? And then, yeah. So that one I love. It's the other two editions for her that I kind of, eh. But, nope, I mean, I agree. that's kind of the same with a lot of the editions. I mean, I know I said before that if you play the original, this is still worth playing more than Lions because of the additional content. And I still think it is, but at the same time, some of the additional content feels kind of, I don't know, they could have done a better job. And so I want to pop in a really quick uh, listener comment with us. We're talking about the original versus uh, the PSP version. I actually have to fully agree with this. Uh, Marshmallow on the board said that... Uh, that uh, he or she didn't really care for the PSP version. Uh, I started playing. I started up a new game on the PSP version, but the slowdown got old, like three battles in, and I switched to the original flavor, PS1 version, which I definitely prefer. Did admit that it sucks that I won't get to uh, make Aram's Dark Knight, though, which I have to agree with that. But I, talking about differences between the games, I, I agree that the the content is fantastic. And, or, I at least like the cutscenes. I like that there is more. I, I agree some of them are kind of eh. Um, but the slowdown by the end of this, my playthrough, I wanted to gouge my eyes out. <sighs> it got really, really annoying. Um, so I, I still I agree with you, Caitlin. I think it, PSP version is definitely the way to go. But there's definitely some negatives attached to that as well. Yeah. It, it all depends on, you know, personal preference, I think. Some people just really... Don't like it. Other people, you know, trudge through it. I mean, um, you can always get around it on the iOS and Android versions um, if you if you want to. Um, but you don't. But but you don't because touch controls in this game are shit. <laughs> Has anybody actually tried it on uh, iOS device or Android? I have it on my iPad. Yeah, I refuse. Principle. Huh. Are you sorry you bought it? No, I'm 
not sorry because. So, so since it was a square game, was it like twenty bucks or forty bucks? It was fifteen or something like that. So it was ex it was more expensive than your average app, um, even other uh, old school games that had been re-released on on iOS. Um, and it ran, it runs well, and uh, of course, uh, the way they got around the slowdown is simply by speeding the frames up. I remember so saying this, yeah. It works well because you don't have a slowdown, but at the same time, they didn't actually fix the problem, they just tried to obscure it a little bit. Um, it's just that the touch controls, and you would think for a game that was originally on PS1, you didn't have an analog stick control, it was all directional pad, that it would work better, and in theory it does, it just, it, it's clunky, and some of the very useful functionality of the game, like being able to look at movement tiles before you, you move or before you go toward an enemy, is ridiculously difficult to pull off to the point where it was a frustrating experience trying to get through battles. And I was just kind of like, mm, I would rather have the slowdown, actually, than have to, you know, deal with this interface. I, so. could, I could see that with the movement, because you, you kind of just instinctually think that, oh, it's grid-based, I click on a square, it goes there. But even on uh, PSP, like, rotating and whatnot with the different elevations, sometimes I was clueless of where my person was actually trying to go or where everybody else was. Yeah. So I could see that being an absolute nightmare with it, a touch device, especially with tiles with tiles that are on different heights. If yes. if the camera is obscuring one of them and you're trying to go one place, but sometimes it gets stuck on the other. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If we're if we're if, as long as we're still talking negative, um, I really wish you could run away from random battles in this game because they make traveling yes. such a pain. Like, I, I just want to get to the place and buy some new equipment because this one guy smashed all my armor and I need to buy more. So, funny story about random battles. I did so many random battles. I think at some point they make it so it's harder for you to get in random battles. Because, like, be if nice. you just go back and forth between squares multiple times, or circles, I guess, technically. And then, you're like, normally, like, oh, I'm traveling. It's like, oh, I moved right away. Random battle. And I'd sit there sometimes going back, like, 40 times back and forth. Just praying be able to do a random battle for me it always seemed to happen when i didn't want it to like just oh i'm <laughs> one tile i'm one tile away from the story boss gotta seeing that that's <laughs> that shows that you know i was grinding because i was like i always wanted a random battle because <laughs> i get a lot more experience from that and in addition and, and even failing that i really wish there was a fast forward option for enemy the battle for the battle, and I know absolutely. I think, I think you can mess with some of the settings and stuff, but I don't know. Like, I just I, I need a fast forward button. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Because one random encounter that can take five, ten minutes. <laughs> random encounter. <laughs> one random encounter that can take two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that note, I feel like we should. We're kind of winding down. Why don't we uh, all go through and kind of give our, our final thoughts on the game as a whole. Um, Marcos, you've been super quiet, so... My final say on that? Yeah, just the game. Um, Again, one of my favorite games. I just really like it. I can play it mindlessly, not even think about it. Um, And again, I, don't, I think I said uh, that I wouldn't even rate it like at my top 10 uh, games. It's just a game that I enjoy playing, but if... You were to ask me, if, was it my top 10, top 5? No. Nowhere on there. 
But I, I, I just... It, it is ironic that I can do this, like, uh, some shows I can watch without even, uh, watch, like, over and over again, and you asked me what was on it, and I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but for this one, I, I just really like the characters. And I really wish they could have added a little bit more to the characters. But I'm okay with the game overall. And again, I played the P- PlayStation version, so I'm missing out on uh, a little bit more story content that uh, uh, everyone else has uh, had the pleasure of having. But that that's okay, though. I'm, I'm happy with the game the way it worked out. Awesome. And the Peter wrap-up minute? <laughs> um, is good game. I'm really glad I finally got around to playing it. It's... And... I think it has issues that I think are indicative of its age. But overall, the, sto- the story of Final Fantasy Tactics is really what keeps what sells it to me. It's just such a fa- it's a fascinating setting, really in-depth characters, surprisingly mature subject matter, especially for Final Fantasy. And yeah, is I really enjoyed it. Still wish I could run away from some fights. What about you, Caitlin? Um, I mean, Tactics is one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Probably my favorite Final Fantasy after 12 is, of course, 12. Um, and I mean, it's hard to. I agree with pretty much what Harry Mills has said. I love the, the deep political story, uh, even after we get to the little supernatural. I love the characters. It's just. Um, let's see, I played this after 7, so coming off of 7, to have this this uh, this world that felt strangely more down-to-earth, despite some of the crazy stuff that happens, than a world like 7, where it's all livestream, and alien lifeforms, and clones and stuff. I don't know. It was, a uh, it was an amazing experience the first time I actually got through it all, and uh, I uh, I wish that they would make more that that wasn't Tactics Advance. I wish we could have uh, sequels to this Tactics, or not. They don't have to be necessarily story sequels, just more games in that sort of vein. Um, which is probably why I like 12 so much, because 12 had a similar political, more serious story, and. Um, when I get around to playing Tactics Ogre, which is on my, it's on my list as soon as I finish P3P, I'm sure I'm going to, to really enjoy the story in that game as well. I'm, I'm debating having Tactics Ogre be my next playthrough because I'm kind of on a strategy RPG kick right now. See, that was actually on our list of possibles for uh, the month of September. Ooh. I, was, I was kind of trying to hold off on it because we had just played this. But now it sounds like you guys are trying to come otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there uh, are, there are other games on that list that would be that would tie in, wink wink. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> so I think my... that's a vote for Vagrant Story. Wow, we're actually, just gonna... actually, spoilers. I, wow, actually, I, di- I didn't I didn't vote for that just to be contrarian. But <laughs> oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> it was already winning. Now it's losing. Is it? Way to go. Oh, what's my It was tied the last time I looked. Yeah, well... I voted, like... Uh-uh. Time, time has passed. I voted, like, a few hours ago, so... It now, it's, now it's tied for second, we'll just say that. 
we'll ignore the other games so that people can still be surprised. <laughs> um, so my, my final thoughts actually uh, echo Caitlin's greatly. I, I absolutely this is this is this was one of my top five top ten games going into this um, it still is afterwards I know I kind of uh, softened on it during the second episode but I'm fully back to loving this game um, I still think it's the second best Final Fantasy and I agree with Caitlin and 12 is the best yay maybe I don't have to smite you after the podcast so yeah I have to throw that in occasionally so that you kind of like me um, <laughs> but yeah it, it uh Kind of tying everybody's thoughts together. I mean, it, it, it the story is wonderful. Uh, the gameplay is great. Um, I, I love the job system. I think it's super, super interesting and very fulfilling. Um, it, if you want, you can have any experience. I mean, you can base it off of jobs. You can base it off of levels. You can base it off of doing craziness with getting secret skills and whatnot. There's, there's so much depth there. There's so much freedom to do whatever you want. But so it's core, but there's there's a wonderful story, and for, for me that makes it so it's in a lot of ways it's a masterpiece and it's a perfect experience. Well, speaking of stories, um, <laughs> oh my god, stories that make <laughs> since you gave me that perfect segue. Wow, Peter's just gonna steal it. Peter's still on his wrap up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, go ahead, Caitlin, keep going. Well, uh, do we want to, I guess, introduce... I think we already mentioned what our game for next month was going to be, but so we should lead into a little bit. Yeah, so, uh, as we already talked about, the game for next month is Last Story. Um, I am going to be the only one that's going to be on that, so I I won't give any final thoughts, or intro thoughts, or any thoughts, because I I don't have any, because I've never played it. Um, but I'd love to hear the three of you guys' um, opinions. I have also never played it. Um, never got around to it. Uh, I wasn't as interested in it. Um, you know, Last Story was one of three games uh, that Operation Rainfall was really vocal about getting over here along with uh, Xenoblade and uh, was it Pandora's Tower? Yeah. Pandora's Tower. Um, and I didn't... I would semi-interested in it because of the art style and, you know, uh, the, the the way the world kind of looked, but I never I never got to the point where I was like, oh, I, I need to pick this up, and then I feel kind of bad because I know we we should support these uh, lesser-known, interesting RPGs that not everyone necessarily is like, it's not the next Final Fantasy or the, the next uh, Star Ocean or the next uh, Elder Scrolls game, so um but at some point, I do mean to play it. Probably not along with uh, with uh, with retro, because um, that would mean putting down a copy. It's like but... twenty bucks on Amazon. Yeah, Exe has kept it in stock, so it yeah. is relatively easy to find. Well, I guess I don't have an excuse then. No so. pressure, though. No pressure. Yeah, um, but I am looking forward to hearing thoughts of the the crew. Um, not this crew, but a different crew. Well, Josh and a different crew. 
You can just say that you want to hear what it's, everybody else's opinion but mine is. It's like it's like weird like talking about the retro encounter crew because it changes from every game. Like it's not it's not always the same people, so but but no, I'm looking forward to to hearing you hearing your thoughts about it and possibly making me have to go out and buy the game. I'm looking forward to hearing it too. I I was I was gonna. I really wanted to talk about the game. I'm kind of bowing out of the podcast for that one. But last story was for me. That was the Operation Rainfall game I really wanted to play because it's it's by Hironobu Sakaguchi, creator of Final Fantasy. Music by Nobuo Uematsu. I hadn't been able to play any of the other Mistwalker games because I never owned the 360. So last story was kind of like on my like. It was just really on my radar. I was really excited what we I think the game has kind of a bad rap nowadays or it's it's and I, I think the reason why is that because of that pedigree behind it it may not have been what everyone expected I still think it's a really good and unique game in its own right that does a lot of things really well particularly again I mean in, in this is a, this is another game I think where the story in particular shines So, kind of on that pedigree, I, I I was very excited for all three games, because if nothing else, because of the story behind Operation Rainfall, it was so interesting. Um, and originally, the last story was the game that I wanted to play the most, but then I got caught up in Xenoblade Chronicles selling out, and then being outrageously expensive at GameStop. Um, so I had to have it, so I tracked it down. Um, and then GameStop being weird, they gave me uh, Pandora's Tower free at the time. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I gotta complete my my kind of like group of this, and uh, <laughs> I never did because I really, really hate Lost Odyssey, like with every ounce of my being. Really? Yeah, I really, really hate that game. Um, okay. And so it's one of those things. I actually enjoyed Blue Dragon, but I hate Lost Odyssey. So I was like, you know what? Lost Odyssey was so terrible. This probably isn't that good of a game. Um, and even with everything, all the good things I heard, I just kind of assumed that it wasn't going to be worth my time and so I, it was one of those I just overlooked it so I, I'm really really excited to kind of change that I have about it I've heard nothing but praise for Lost Odyssey so I'm gonna need to hear this doesn't hear why to... hear why I hate Lost Odyssey yeah I'm curious now doesn't have to be but doesn't have to be I, now. I, I, I can if you want I, I think it's extremely boring I think the characters are worthwhile um I really dislike games that uh, enemies level up with you. Um, and they said that it was so that it would be more strategic. I think it was just hard to be hard and it wasn't worthwhile. And I didn't feel like there was ever any payoff. Um, all of the story scenes in between with like the books that you were reading, it was interesting that they put some kind of story in that. I think it could have been done much in a much better way. Um, and I think it was kind of a cheap way to tell a story. Um, there's just really, at the end of the day, there wasn't anything that I found redeeming the game at all. I know that sounds super, super harsh, but there there was nothing in that game that spoke to me. I mean, last week, last week, last week, you were saying Xenoblade was like the worst game you ever played, so I just had to actually, check these things. No, I actually, I for the record, uh, I do enjoy Xenoblade. It was one of those, uh, it just came at a bad time. It, it, Xenoblade got so hyped up because I ended up spending, I think I bought it for like 100 bucks or something. It's something outrageous. Screw you. Stop. 
Um, that's a valid statement. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a... I, I feel like that would be a very popular statement. Um, but it, and then it just kind of came in. I was doing some other stuff, and I was busy with my own life. And so I, I played a little bit of it. I liked what I, I, I did of it, but I just I never went back to it. I just more had to give Caitlyn a hard time. See, um, now I have to smite you again. But, but Lost Odyssey really is an abomination. Yeah. Harsh words. <laughs> I just love that word. We're not holding anything back on this podcast. Yeah, I, I never hold anything back. Yeah. <laughs> I, l- I lucked out. I got my cop- I pre-ordered my copy of Xenoblade, even though I didn't have a system to play it on yet. So I, I sat and looked. I had all three of them queued up in my wish list and in my cart uh, for Amazon. And I watched all of them. I was waiting for the prices to drop. And then I, log- I went on one day and I was like, oh, well, the price tripled. That backfired. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so drop the ball on that one. The, the only one I had to hunt down was Pandora's Tower, and that's the only one of them for the three I haven't played yet. They gave it to me for free. <laughs> yeah, so... I heard that one was alright. I'm intrigued by that. I, I didn't play that. I, I played Xenoblade enough to be like, yeah, this was fine, and if this was the best one out of the three, I don't really need to play the other three. Or the other two, I guess. Um, sorry, Galen. But... Marcos, what do you think of the last story? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to be on that episode, so... Should Wait, I what? I'm actually going to be on that episode. When did that happen? I mean, I, I've been attached to that card for a while now. You have, you're a little... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to hear what you have to think. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Your opinion doesn't matter on this podcast. I don't care! <laughs> so, okay, well, I misspoke earlier. I guess Marcos will be on that with me, um, so... That, that'll be that's very exciting it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah uh, should, should i just save everything for then you can at least say that you like the game uh i played beating the game and it's one of my favorite games ever so good that that's that that's it I, i'm really excited i've never heard any bad things about it so i think overall it'll be i think anything if not if they're always fun playthroughs and I, i'm i'm super excited because i've only heard good things about the game excellent So that will that will do it. Unless anybody has any final thoughts they want to get out before I do the whole rigmarole to end it. I think I'm good. Yep, go for it. All right. So, um, as always, you can join in the discussion on the boards. Uh, we love to hear your thoughts. We love to hear what you thought of the recordings. Anything you'd like to change. Uh, any games. We we do have a full list of games that you guys mentioned that you'd like. Um, and so. We're fully ready to uh, integrate those in and uh, kind of hinted at it, but uh, in September that will be one of the games that you guys mentioned, and Tactics actually was a game that you guys had wanted, so uh, please get involved. Um, like I said, comment on the boards. You can send an email to retro at rpgfan.com. Um, please go on iTunes or wherever you guys are listening this to, uh, if you can, add uh, reviews. We finally got our first review on iTunes. It was a five-star, so thank you, JC. Or, wow, I can't read. GC47. We really appreciate the kind words. Um, but yeah, so we uh, thank you for coming on another trip with us. We made it to the 10th episode, which is super, super exciting for Retro Encounter. Um, it's gone by quick already. Um, it's been a hell of a ride, and we're excited for more. So please join us uh, in August for when we play through the last story. 